It's no secret that real estate is one of the best investment vehicles out there. But how can we determine which strategies will best align with our financial ambitions? Well, you've come to the right spot. Whether you're an active real estate entrepreneur, a passive investor, or looking to get into real estate investing, our goal is to provide investors with the insights and strategies for building our portfolios all while protecting our capital. I'm Daniel Nichols, and this is the Two Smart Assets Real Estate Investing Podcast. Are you looking to grow your real estate investing business? Fortune Cribs can help. Fortune Cribs helps investors buy short-term rentals in select markets around the country for as little as 10% down with cash-on-cash returns in the 20 to 30% range. Fortune Cribs will design, furnish, and manage all the day-to-day operations, making your experience truly hands-off. And it doesn't matter where you're at in your real estate investing journey, whether you're trying to get your first deal or scale your portfolio, Fortune Cribs can help. So if you want to take the next step, go to fortunecribs.com and book your free consultation to see how Fortune Cribs can best help you. Once again, that's fortunecribs.com. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Daniel Nichols, accompanied by our guest for the week, Lee Yoder. And today we are the two smart assets. For those not yet familiar with Lee, he is the founder and visionary behind Threefold Real Estate Investing and the host of the weekly podcast, Threefold Real Estate Investing, which focuses on multifamily real estate. Since beginning his real estate investing career, he has taken considerable action to quickly build a portfolio of several small apartment buildings, which has allowed him to quit his job and pursue real estate full-time. Lee, my man, it's great to see you. Welcome to the show. Danny, good to be here. Uh, Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you. Man, stoked to have you on the show. Been ready for this for a long time now. So, you know, we like to kick the show off by hearing more about you, the guest man. So take some time, tell us more of your background, your story, and really the path you took to get to where you are today in your real estate investing career. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, I I, uh, I graduated as a physical therapist, so I went to school for a really long time. Had to do seven years of of college uh, to get my doctorate in physical therapy. So I uh, did that. Came out in, in 2012. Um, got a job. Was doing outpatient physical therapy. You know, that's that's the kind of physical therapy most people think about. You know, go to a clinic and do it. And um, you know, was enjoying it. But my wife and I started our family, and and so. Um, you know, had had a young daughter at home and, and you know, she's going to bed at, at 7.30 or so at night. And that's about when I'd get home a few nights a week because we had to stay open. So, you know, guys like you and I, Danny, when we get off work, you know, we that's where we go. So you got to stay open a little bit later. So started looking around, maybe there's, you know, a different schedule and, and was just looking for something else. So actually got into doing home health physical therapy. And um, that was awesome for the family because I totally got to control my schedule. It was not a stressful job at all. Uh, but it wasn't really that challenging either. So it was like awesome for the family. Cause I got to make my own schedule. I mean, my patients would just come to my phone and then I'd call them and just schedule myself. So great job for the family. But after like six months and I did it for like a year or so I, I was just bored out of my mind because <laughs> it just wasn't challenging. It wasn't fulfilling. So actually I, I didn't really know it at the time, but I, the company I was working for was actually a startup staffing company. They had just brought me on like as a full-time staff to, to kind of staff me with other companies but I ended up coming in the office as a clinical director and I was managing like 75 therapists between a, a few cities here in Ohio. And, and I was doing no more physical therapy. I was in the, in the, um, in the office full time. Now I'm like kind of just that typical, like climbing the corporate ladder. It was, I was like on the other end of the spectrum because now I'm really enjoying my work. It's challenging. It's exciting. I'm working for this startup company, a lot of young people, a lot of fun, but now I do not control my schedule at all. Um, I'm not home very much. I, I do kind of carry some stress home. Um, and now we got two young kids, not just one. Um, and my, my wife's staying home. So uh, that's not good for the family. 
So enjoying sure. my work, not, not good for the family. So, you know, did that for a couple of years and, and felt like, you know, my wife and I just felt like, man, this doesn't feel like what God's calling us to either. What else is there? And, um, you know, a buddy of mine, uh, he's actually my partner today. This is kind of cool how God worked this out, but he was uh, helping me build that division. We were building this division together with the startup company, uh, the, the therapy side of the, of the company. He handed me a real estate book and it was kind of an obscure book, but then I got, um, it's kind of right behind me here, the, the little purple book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, read that and thought, okay, maybe there's a, maybe there's a different way. Like it just opened my eyes to, cause I felt like Danny, that I had two choices. I could go back to doing home health, physical therapy, which would be awesome for my family, but would be a miserable career for me. I mean, I, I hate to go, I'm, that's, I'm like being dramatic about it. It was a good <laughs> career. It was fulfilling, but it just, for me, Danny, like it felt like I was kind of like working on an assembly line. Um, mm. It just was not challenging. It's just, again, it's not the type of work God created me to do. So but I thought I could go back there or I could do a job that's really exciting and fulfilling, but it's it's not good for my family. When I read Rich Dad Poor Dad, I thought, man, it seems like there's a different way to do things. Like there's people out there playing a completely different game. And that game doesn't have to be real estate, but it's but it's investing. It's, you know, the next book after Rich Dad Poor Dad, you got to read is uh, Cash Flow Quadrant. And it mm. talks about getting on the right side of, of the cash flow quadrant, being an investor instead of being a yeah, solo like entrepreneur or just an employee, right? You got to get off that side. And so I thought, man, there's this different way to do things. So I ended up leaving this corporate job, going back to home health physical therapy. I took a big pay cut, but I went back. So I had a job now where I didn't, you know, I had a lot of flexibility, not a lot of stress. So I knew that I would have the capacity and the margin to be able to do real estate as a side hustle. So uh, toward the end of, yeah, at the end of 2016, that's what I did, Danny. I left the corporate world. I kept a full-time job, but it was just a okay. job that gave me a lot of freedom to start real estate as a side hustle. Sure. So that's kind of that's kind of my story of how I got into real estate. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's a lot there. And uh, I really appreciate you sharing that because, you know, you mentioned the two books, right? And this, the Rich Dad Poor Dad is obviously a book that most, most of us read, right? If you're really you're yeah. going into real estate, you're probably going to be introduced to it with this book, most likely. But you made a, a great point too, is, you know, if you read this book, you, you really should follow it up with Cashflow Quadrant because that's, that's another piece of it, right? And I, I highly suggest all our listeners, if you're in, getting into real estate, just beginning right now, if you haven't read those books, you'll get them right now after you listen to this and sure. pick them up and listen to them. Sure. But yeah. the other thing I want to point out, man, is... I don't know if you were an athlete at any point in your life, but it really sounds like you were a competitor, man. That's what you are. Like you're saying, like you, you, you're not interested in just being bored at a job. You want to, you want to be challenged. You want to be able to work for something and strive and create something. Right. And so really yeah. being, uh, you know, being a W job, sure. You might be able to find a job that would fulfill some of that, but really it sounds like you were, you were born to be an entrepreneur and really create something right out of something yeah. like that. So I think that yeah. that speaks to you. And I think it's important that, that people realize that, right. Just, you know, kind of what you're made for. And it sounds like that's really kind of, kind of where you're at from there. So um, it's funny I do, that you say that, Danny, and, and you, you nailed it. I mean, I, I played at a very small college, but I, I did play college football. And, um, okay. and and I was telling my wife, you know, yeah, you, you hit the nail on the head. Because when I was doing the home health physical therapy, I told her, I'm like, because I, I just, she gets she gets annoyed and kind of just makes money. But I turn everything <laughs> into a, you know, a football analogy or like a sports analogy. And I told her, I'm like, it's like, you know, with, with doing home health physical therapy, it's like we're pay, playing like in the minor leagues and we're winning every single game. Like, it's, it's going really well. I, I really felt like I didn't have anything to complain about. But the problem is, if you're dominating the minor leagues, don't you want to go play in the majors? Like, that's what it felt like to me. It felt like as long as I was doing home health physical therapy, I was playing in the minor leagues and just crushing it. Like, and I say crushing it because we had a life a lot of people would, would dream of. I, 
I had good hours. I made plenty of money for our family. We could kind of, you know, we could take a vacation every year. Like we just, we, my wife stayed home. Like only one of us worked. Okay. She got to stay home with our kids. So it was awesome. And we felt so blessed. And I, I hated that I wasn't satisfied with it. But again, it was like, I got to see if I can make it in the majors. Like I got to go try. So I, yeah, I, I use that sports analogy. Tell her, I'm like, I, I just, I can't do it. Yeah. It's cool that we're winning every game, but I'm not challenging myself. I got to go see if I can play in the majors. I love that, man. I, I love that analogy too, because I, I played sports growing up. So I can, I can relate to that uh, quite a bit. Um, so I appreciate you sharing that. So let's take that and let's move it into real estate investing, right? Talk to more about how you got started in the real estate investing, what that looked like, property types, how you're interested. I mean, obviously rich dad, poor dad, cash flow quadrant, all that stuff. But let's talk about, you know, that first step you took to actually get a uh, property taken down. Yeah, it's a great question because I, you're, you mentioned educating yourself. I think it's so important, Danny. So I, I was reading books. I was listening to the podcast. And, and I think like from the very beginning, I knew I wanted to own rental property. Like I knew I wanted to own cash, cash flowing, you know, residual income producing properties. Like I wanted to own rentals and, and most likely bigger rental, like bigger apartment buildings. That was the goal, but it just felt like there's no way I can start there. So I, I started like so many people, I just, we flipped a house. We bought a house in, in our town. This was so I left that, uh, left the corporate job, went back to home with physical therapy at the end of 2016, got the first flip at the end of 2017, um, and just flipped a house in our hometown. I mean, I did a ton of the work myself. I wanted to see how much time it took. So I actually spent over 500 hours working on this and I, you know, doing a job, but again, not a really busy job, but still doing a full-time job. That's not that busy, but then adding, you know, 500 hours of, of a flip on top of it. It, it. it was just perfect picture, Danny, of like, you know, you'll hear people say, flipping is not investing. And it's not, not that it's a bad thing, but it's not investing. It's just another job. And I, it was like, God gave me this perfect picture of that because I took about a $30,000 pay cut when I left that corporate job and went to home health physical therapy. And then I added a flip on top of that and we made $30,000 on our flip. So it was a perfect picture of, I just traded one, one really busy job sure. for a not so busy job with a flip on top of it and made the same amount of money. <laughs> But that, but all I was doing was trading my time with a flip instead of trading my time with a corporate job, right? It, it was just a different way to trade my time. Now, I learned a lot about real estate in that process. So it was not a waste of time by any means. It was a great sure. first step. And so if you want to get started, starting with a flip, that, that's fine. Um, but just, it's not investing. So after doing one, the reason I, I say all that, Danny, after doing one, you know, my wife was like, yeah, this isn't what you told me real estate was going to be like. Like you said, like passive income and like, you know, income every month and like, you just got really busy for a little bit. And then we sold and made back the money that we lost in the corporate jobs. So I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. <laughs> so flipping is not what we want to do. So, um, so we jumped into a duplex next. Okay. Uh, that ended up being kind of like a flip uh, because it was, it was vacant when we got it. We rehab both units. So we kind of flipped it, but for a few, and we sold it in under a year because I mean, gosh, this was 2018 that we sold it. We thought things were hot back then. Uh, little did we know, you know, that probably doubled since then, but, but we, you know, we did really well on it, but, for a few months, we rented it. And, and I was, you know, we, we were our own landlord and stuff. We didn't use a property management company just for the two units. And so then we sure. saw Danny, okay, it's not a lot, but every month we make money every single month. And we just knew as long as we have this property, we're going to make money. And, and it's like, this is investing. This is, this is what we got into. Now, the next part of it is, okay, this is great. We're making, maybe we were clearing three or $400 a month. Sure. That's, that's great. It's, it's very profitable. You know, it's, it's a couple hundred bucks per unit. That's awesome. We're doing great, but that's not moving the needle, obviously. And, and frankly, even if I got 10 duplexes, three to four grand a month, still not really where we're 
So do I want 20 duplexes? Not really. I didn't want to go buy 20 duplexes. So this is where people get to, where they start to go, okay, this is why people talk about going bigger. This is why people talk about scaling. So I, that was kind of the progression. So, so our third property actually was a 16 unit. Okay. So we went wow. you know, the single family, the duplex, and then we went to a 16 unit. And, um, and actually uh, it was funny because we bought something every August for three years, August of 2017, we did the flip. August of 2018, we did the duplex. August of 2019, we bought a 16 unit, but then we finally wow. broke trend because like a month later, we bought an eight unit. And then like a month and a half later, we bought a 10 unit. So in 2019, got a few small multifamilies, had 34 units. We got a property management company then because uh, I just, I never had any interest in managing properties. Even when we did the, the the duplex, our residents were great, so easy, but it just, it's a burden. It's a, it's a job. It's something you have to think about. And we didn't like that. We liked thinking that, hey, if, if something goes wrong in the middle of the night, somebody's going to handle that, but it's not us. So we don't have that burden. So we got property management, did those few small multifamilies, spent the next year turning those around and, and really getting to see the power of multifamily, of owning more units, um, building you know a, a nice chunk of monthly income from, from you know rental units. And so did really well. Um, you know, 2019, 2020 COVID hit, you know, sure. you thought maybe that'd be bad for real estate. It was obviously really, really good for real estate. So we ended up selling all three of those, uh, because they just went up so much in value. And that's what allowed me to go full-time Danny. So at the end of 2020, I quit my job as a physical therapist. Cause this whole time I was still working full-time now, granted I was very light because when COVID hit, uh, mostly what we see in home health physical therapy is people getting knee replacements, hip replacements, mm. things like that. And they shut all that off uh, with COVID. So my um, time spent at my, and my employer paid me per visit. So if I wasn't okay. doing visits, it was kind of like fine with them because they don't have to pay me fine with me. Cause I can go do real estate. So it was awesome. I loved it. So really got to spend a lot of time in real estate, build up that portfolio, sold it off, quit at the end of 2020, because I gave myself this huge, like three to four year runway to go all in. And, and so that's what we kind of did. And, and, and then, so in 2021, I partnered back up with that guy that handed me the real estate book that I worked with in the corporate space. Um, he was actually a stay at home dad. Um, his wife's a doctor. So he's the one that runs the kids around, but he takes the kids to school all day. So then he has all day to work. He built a land business, but we partnered together and, and just doing apartments. And last year we syndicated um, three apartment buildings, 188 units and uh, looking to do the same this year. That's amazing, man. Your your rise to success, how far you've come in just a few short years, man, is it's pretty amazing. And you know, I kind of want to touch on some of that. You know, sure. when you first find out that cash flow is like the way to go, right? Even if it was just a couple hundred bucks a month, you're like, hey, man, this is this is a the, this is what I'm looking for. And I think a lot of people when they when they get that first bit of cash flow or that first piece of income, you know, residual income from a rental property, that's when it's like, man, you know, I'm hooked, you know. And so yes. that kind of that kind of sounds yep. like what happened with you, and it happened with me as well. Uh, the one thing that I found. Uh, kind of similar to your area was when I first started, I had bought a few rentals, but then I tried to flip. And in my mind, I was like, I'm going to do everything myself so I can learn. Mm -hmm. And I learned a ton, but I also mm -hmm. learned that I should not be doing all the stuff myself. You know what I'm saying? That was yep. a big oh, lesson yeah. for me was like, man, I could have got this done way better and faster if I would have just outsourced some of this stuff. So of course, yeah. um, that was something I definitely learned, but I love the fact that you, you know, you scaled, you bought these three properties and it really sounds like the timing. I know COVID's not a good thing, obviously, but it, you, you found these properties, the property prices went up, you're able to sell and exit your full-time job, become full-time real estate entrepreneur. That's a, you know, that's pretty amazing, right? I I, I know uh, there's I some- very blessed. Yeah, yes. yeah. That's, yeah. It, it's amazing how that worked out, man. And you're obviously going to the top here. I do want to talk about one thing, um, you know, 
towards the beginning of your real estate investing career, you're doing a lot of this, a lot of this on your own. And you start buying the 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 larger um, multifamily properties. You hired a property management company, and now you're doing syndication. Uh, one of the things that I've found uh, as I've scaled in my real estate investing career and talking to other people is building a team and the importance of building a team and having the right people in place and partners and stuff like that. Because you know, partners can be good partners can be hard to find sometimes. Same with team members and people that you know work for you, whether it be contractors or whatever, right? So, can you talk a little about a bit about your experience uh, building a team as you transitioned into these like bigger properties? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's so important. And it's, it's very difficult. Um, you know, my, my business partner, uh, Kevin, the guy I work with every day, um, the biggest thing with him, Danny was like, I just really trusted this guy. And, sure. and that was the biggest thing. It, and, and honestly, there, there's some times, um, we're working together and it's like, maybe we're not the perfect partners for each other because, um, I really like him. But one thing you have to do is get somebody that's different than you. And, and sometimes Kevin and I are a little bit too similar in what we're good at and things like that. So there's times I'm like, man, maybe we're not, per and, and not that like, he's not right for me. It's like, maybe I'm not right for him either. Sure. But it really works because I, I trust the guy. He's a guy of high character, high integrity, and he works hard. So, so it works because of that. So that's what I would say. Like when you're getting a business partner, cause Kevin, you know, I gave a bunch of equity to like, we're splitting equity. That's a lot different than hiring somebody that you can let go and just, they walk away with nothing. Kevin, we're married. I mean, on all the properties we own, we can't just, I can't just ask him to leave. I can't just say you're done. I'm done with you. No, we're married on all these properties. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing as far as that, like a, a really close partner, you've got to trust the person. You got to like him. I mean, Kevin and I had worked together before. I, I knew what kind of person he was from that. So that really helped. I mean, it would be harder, you know, if you go to a conference or go to, you know, join a coaching group and you try to find a partner, it, it can be harder because you, you don't know that person. You have no idea what it is like to work with them. Kevin, I, I knew what it was like to work with him. Um, the only other thing I'll say about that, Danny, is the nice thing about real estate and, and, you know, like for instance, buying apartment buildings, you can try it out. You are going to be married to that person on that property. But when you go get the next property, you don't have to partner with them again. That's sure. kind of the nice thing is like, you can just do it deal by deal. And, and that's, that's basically what we do. Um, but we, you know, we, we kind of formed a company together, but if I decide I don't want to buy another apartment with him, with him then I'll just start a different company and, and buy the next ones with those. Right. So that's kind of a nice thing, but I would just say the more you've worked with that person, the more you've been around them, if you at least really trust them and like them and, and respect their work ethic and how they work, you can probably make it work, but you, you do want to make sure they have different strengths than you. So that, that's, that's what I'd say about that. And then the, uh, our, our most important partner is our property management company. I think mm -hmm. that is so important. I think when you're getting started, Danny, that's, it's so helpful because just for instance, when I was buying that 16 unit, I might as well have been buying the Empire State Building. It, it just <laughs> felt so big, right? I mean, I knew nobody that bought apartment buildings. I mean, that's what my wife kept saying. She's like, people don't do this. Like, what are we doing? Right? And I'm like, well, I mean, actually people do. We just don't know any of them. Like, right? People do, but um, she's like, not people like us. And I'm like, well, let's let's just try it. Well, what really helped with that was the fact that we weren't going to be managing the property. In the property management company, they were managing 1,000 units. So 16 units to them was nothing. Sure. So partnering up with them, it gives you so much confidence. I mean, you know, my wife's like, what are we going to do? Like, like the day we take over, what do we do? The answer is nothing. The property management company does it all, right? They go, and, and like you sit down, they're like, okay, how does this work? Like, I don't understand how this works. They're like, oh, well, you know, the day you, the day you close, we'll go out there. We put a note on everybody's door. We knock on the door. We try to meet them. But if we can't, then they've got the note on the door. We send them an email as well because we need to let them know where to pay. 
We, we set them up. We let them know that we'll take their maintenance. Course. I mean, there's all this stuff. That's your partner. And so that's why I think it's great if you want to get started and especially if you want to scale, because you, you kind of mentioned it there, Danny, when you said you found out your, your time was better spent not doing the, the manual labor. It's kind of the same thing with, you know, buying real estate. Do you want to be buying real estate or do you want to be managing real estate? You, you can't do everything. So I knew very early on, I don't want to be managing. I don't want to be a landlord. I don't want to be the property manager. I want to be buying real estate. I don't want to put deals together. So it was awesome right away having this partner that, dude, 16 unit, that's nothing. We'll, we'll take that down in our sleep. And so I'm like, wow, this is, I mean, not that it's easy. It's still very active sure. for me, but that part, it's like, gosh, that gave me so much confidence. So that that's huge. When you say you've got to build a team, I mean, to me, that's where you start. You go get a good property management company. They're going to, they're going to really help you out a lot. I love that you bring that out. Yeah, I love that you bring that up, man, because it's such a, it's such a key piece to, especially for doing big deals, right? If you have a handful of properties or whatever, it's such a key piece. And I kind of want to, I kind of want to roll into something that you brought that up. So you moved into these bigger deals and these syndications, right? And you know, owning, you know, flipping a home or owning a couple of multis or whatever, uh, there's a lot that goes into that. But you know, syndication, there's even more that goes into that, right? You gotta, you gotta raise capital. You gotta, there's investor relations. There's all sorts of stuff, right? And so. I'm sure you've had to learn a lot uh, along the way. What's been the most challenging part for you uh, getting into syndications? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, honestly, Danny, we, we kind of, it, it's gone quickly, but we have kind of stair-stepped it up. You know, we did one unit, two units, and then we got a 16 unit and quickly had 34. And then the next one we bought was a 45. And then we did a 47. Then we did a 96. And now we're about to, you know, um, hopefully do another one about that size. Um, and so it's been a slow progression. So that's helped. I mean, you don't have to do it that way, but like, you know, I did bring on a couple partners, just one or two for each of the deals, but we just did joint ventures on the smaller okay. stuff. So it's like I had a little bit of experience of raising money and then we sold all those. So those people had some money and they wanted to reinvest. So on the on the 45 unit that we did, um, we actually only had to raise 550,000 for that one. And so it was some of the guys and, and girls that had invested with us before that got all their money back. And so they did. And then maybe just like one or two other family members. Um, and then again, you have to file with the SEC. You, you mentioned it's a lot different doing the syndication, but again, it's, it's all about the team members. Like how do you file with the SEC? How do you make sure you're, you're compliant and the SEC is not going to come and, and take your company? You hire syndication attorneys, you know, and, and the way I knew who to go, I, I had a mentor. He was running the apartment focus group at the Cincinnati RIA and he had done these coaching programs and he had syndicated a couple apartment buildings. And he said, just reach out to these guys. I reached out to them. They sent me all the paperwork. I read through it. I set up Zoom calls with them. They coached me through it and they did everything. You know, so it's like, it's so, it's a big deal, but it just goes back to what you're saying, Danny. It's your team. And they, it doesn't have to be people that you bring on your personal team. My syndication attorneys, and I've gone back to them for every single one. We're on our, you know, hopefully working, well, we're about to be working on our fourth one. And I, I mean, now it's so easy. I, I just literally shoot off an email. Hey guys, you know, got another one. Okay, we'll jump on a call, see how this one's a little bit different than last one. Now it's that easy. The first one, Danny, yeah, again, it felt like I was going to climb Mount Everest, but I call them and I'm like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing. They're like, yeah, we'll take care of it. Just, you know, boom, boom, boom. And, and it costs money. I don't mean to say, you sure. know, they're doing this <laughs> just because they like me, but they take care of all that stuff. And, and really the bigger you go, Danny, you know, yes, you have to add that piece with this. And, and there's paperwork involved. It is kind of annoying. Sure, if I could buy my own apartment buildings, I probably would. But it, it is kind of fun bringing on so many other people and allowing other people to experience the power of real estate. I'm sure that has something to do with why you're doing this podcast. It's why I like to do one. It's fun bringing other people into it. And while there's more paperwork and it's and it's more confusing, 
it really just am- amounted to adding another team member. And that's our syndication um, attorneys, you know, at, at that group that we work with. Um, and then the property management company was the same. We kept working with the same property management company. They can, honestly, a 45 unit is easier to manage than a 16 here, an eight here, and a 10 here. So those 34 units were a lot harder to manage than our 45. And then, you know, the 96 is the easiest one we have them manage. It's all on one and they love that property. I mean, that's like, you know, <laughs> great for them too. So some things changed and we had to add, you know, definitely that new team member in the syndication attorneys. But um, other than that, it was just a little bit bigger. You know, there's more zeros. We had to raise a lot more money. Um, so that was different. We did actually um, end up getting an investor portal. Uh, okay. So that that helped a lot because, yeah, once you're, your spreadsheets get really big and you're keeping track of all these people, an investor portal really helped. Again, you can sure. almost think of that as another team member. You know, we use Invest Next and and they ma- they help us manage all that stuff. So um, that helps there. So yeah, you, you just kind of keep adding pieces as you go and as you get bigger. Well, you know, and you hit the the nail on the head there, really. You know, it's it's about your team. It's about networking. And then if, you, if you're providing value to people like your investors, they're going to be lifelong investors probably, you yeah. know, and that's kind yeah. of what's, yep. it's kind of what seems like has happened to you and you've really been able to scale quite well. And, you know, um, it, I totally agree with everything you said, and I'm super excited about syndications and in general, right. And the fact that you're getting into this stuff. So I'm definitely going to be following you and, you know, see what kind of stuff you guys got available uh, myself. Cause I am a passive investor as well. So, cool. uh, super, super, exci- super excited about that, but you know, it's been a great conversation Lee before we get out of here, tell us more about your company. I know you got an ebook and tell us about your podcast as well, man. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Danny. If, if you jump on threefold rei.com, that's where you'll find you know our website, and that's where you can find our free ebook. It's called Five Steps to Passive Income for the Full Time Dad. Uh, and yeah, our, our company, Threefold Real Estate Investing, um, you know, we, we get threefold from the Book of Ecclesiastes, and we just, uh, we, you know, we're faith based people, and and really the the idea behind all this, Danny, is that um, for us, and I think for most people, like real estate is is a means to an end. It, it, it's not the end, like. I love doing real estate, but I don't care if you do or not. I still think you should invest in real estate, but it's because of what it can do for you. It, it can it can provide you with time freedom. And, and that's the most important thing. That's what five steps to passive income for the full-time dad is. It's about, you know, if somebody's a busy dad and, you know, it, it, it's a struggle. And this isn't just for dads, but my partner and I are both dads. That's why, sure. you know, that's why the title, we can relate with dads. And, you know, but if you're a busy mom or a dad, you know, you really want to provide for your kids. You want to provide a great life. So you want to make good money. We totally get that. We're not trying to tell anybody not to make good money, but we do believe that if you invest well, if you can save money and invest well, you can make your money work for you. And so you don't have to work, trade so much more time because most people get to a point where they're like, man, I want to send my kids to private school. I want to take some cool vacations. I want to do some fun things with the family. I got to make more money. Well, most people think, so I got to trade more time. I got to take that job promotion. But if you can invest well, as, as, as I think you probably found out, Danny, as a passive investor, if you can invest well, your money can make more money for you. So then maybe you don't have to trade so much more time for money. So we're not saying everybody should get into it full time and actively like we do. I mean, don't do that. Just invest with us passively, invest with others <laughs> passively. You can make a little bit more money because, it, it, you know, even if you get 50, 100 grand into it, that's kind of the difference uh, between investing in real estate and in the stock market for the most part is you can make money today. You'll build wealth for sure. You'll build that nest egg just like the stock market, but you're going to get passive income today. You know, most uh, syndication companies, they'll pay an 8% preferred return right away. So you're making 8% on your money. I mean, again, you know, if you can get a hundred grand into it, you're making at least eight grand a year right away. I mean, again, it's not going to retire you, but does eight grand pay for your kid's uh, private school? You know, probably. So that, that's, that's what we think it can do for you. That's what we're all about. That's, that's what I like to talk about on our podcast, have people come on and talk about, 
hey, here's what I'm doing in real estate. But you know what I like to ask them at the end is, okay, but what's that actually doing for your family? Like, is your life better? Because if your life's not better, then then I don't care what you did in real estate or, or, you know, other people shouldn't care because, you know, it's just a different way to make more money, but hopefully it's making your life better. So that, that's what kind of where we're about at threefold. You know, and I love to hear that, man, because you're absolutely right. Time is the most valuable resource and, you know, passive investing. There's a lot of power to it, man. If you can put your money to work, you can save some time. You don't have to go out there and trade your time for, for more money. It's already doing it for you. So I love that. And for our listeners, we're going to make sure to put all those links in our show notes. We highly encourage listeners to go check it out. Check out your podcast. Check out your free ebook. Um, it's a lot of good stuff on there. I've heard your podcast. It's a, it's a great show. I highly recommend it to our Thanks, listeners man. to go check it out. Absolutely. But uh, Lee, man, it, it's been great having you on the show. Really appreciate you taking the time uh, to speak with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Danny. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe to the show. And while you're there, we really appreciate you leaving a rating and written review. If you have any questions or topics you'd like to hear on the show, connect with us on social media or through our website at twosmartassets.com. We look forward to speaking to each and every one of you. Talk to you soon.